0: Hey, everybody, I'm Zach and I'm Jesse and you're watching Tesla Time News episode 272 on Now You Know. We're brought to you, as always, by our amazing Patreon patrons. You can head over to patreon.com slash now you know, support us for as little as a buck a month, and you'll get some really great perks, and you'll be helping to support this new show. We're sponsored by Vessi, the sneaker that's 100% vegan. At lunch the other day, I was looking around at everyone's feet, and I saw that everyone on the crew was wearing their Vessis. Yeah, it's no wonder. I mean, they're so comfortable, they're like wearing slippers. I think one of the things people always like best about them is that they're waterproof. I hear so many stories about people wearing Vessis in the rain, through puddles, and how their feet stay dry. Yeah, that's because Vessi's lightweight, breathable mesh fabric is also waterproof, which is so nice, not having to worry about wet socks again. They've got so many different styles that you'd never find a waterproof shoe in. Yeah, I love that my Vessi's just slip on fast, but look so good. And the reason we're talking about sneakers on a channel that's all about sustainability is because the textile industry is one of the largest contributors to water pollution in the world. And Vessi has cut traditional machine knit times from 45 minutes to seven minutes, which reduces each pair's carbon footprint by over 600%. And even more than the comfort, style, or waterproof fabric, I chose Vessi's because they're trying hard to be more sustainable. So if you're looking for a new pair of sneakers, give Vessi's a try. You get free exchanges and free returns. So you have 90 days to decide if you like them. Click on the link in the description and use our code, now you know, to get $25 $25 off your Vessi shoes. And we're also brought to you by BigBattery.com. No matter what you need to power, Big Battery can provide you with the latest battery tech at the best price per kilowatt hour guaranteed. Their batteries are easily installed, require zero maintenance, and they're made right here in the US. Pick up yours today at BigBattery.com and use the code NOWYOUKNOW for 5% off at checkout. So Tesla has released a new Tesla app update. No, no, no. With Shh, cool- no. Shh, sh, 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 sh. Did you see Baby X this week? What? Did you see Baby X this week? Uh, Jesse, we we're right in the middle of the story. No, no, shh! Play the clip. Hi, hi, hi! Isn't he the cutest little guy? What? What was that? <laughs> that was from Elon Musk giving an update on Starship while speaking at the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine. Uh, so what did Elon say during that important speech? I don't know. I was just watching for X Ash A twelve. Yeah, so I just couldn't let anyone watch this show without seeing that clip. No, I get it. Watching Little X made it hard for me to concentrate on what Elon had to say. Luckily, at Devon summed it up for us. I think the big takeaway for me was a dozen Starship launches in 2022. That's next year. That's very exciting. Yeah, but boy, is he cute. so cute. Hey, and if you thought little X was cute too, hit the like button. So, Tesla has released a new Tesla app update with some cool new features. All right. So, number one widget improvements. Uh, what does that mean? So, you know how some people have like on their home screen of their phone, it's like the stock market is on there, and you're like, how do you get that? It's a widget, it's basically an app that integrates the thing that can go onto your homepage of your phone and Tesla has that now. So now, right, you can just be swiping left and right on the homepage of your smartphone and have your car right there. That's cool. All right. So then number two is customize quick controls. What does that mean? So, you know how in the app, how there's like frunk and, uh, you know, you can change your climate settings. Mm -hmm. There's like four buttons up at the top. This will allow you to change those buttons. Oh, yeah. You just hold on it now and then you can drag up whichever ones you use the most. Right. And so it's kind of neat. Like you can defrost the car, you can start the car. So like if you have like multiple teslas and you want to like be able to unlock and start them without having to carry the fob like if you have a model s or x where they don't have the little key card this will allow you to unlock your cars uh really easily from the the front screen they've also added adjust cabin overheat protection which i guess you could only do in your car before uh now they have sentry mode live camera access now this is on supported cars in select countries you have to have 2021.40.5 or above in your car to get this but now it's what a lot of people want which is you can and see what's going on live on your phone. And then your favorite preconditioning. That right. sounds boring. So, I mean, a little while ago, I think we even talked about this, how you can set your car to precondition at a certain time. So uh, wake up in the morning and I, oh, it's cold outside and I go out to my car and I get in. And it was oh, so cold. Um, instead of having to like wake up and as soon as you get out of bed, like click the turn on my heat, you could have it precondition to do that, and you'd used to have to do it in your car. So you'd have to sit there and program it in your car, like when you got home for the next day or for a week or something like that. Now you can do it on your phone. A lot of people have been asking for this, so that's great. So GM has announced that it has a new solution for the GM Chevy Bolt fire problem. That's great, what's the solution? Uh, GM is rolling out software to its 142,000 Chevy Bolt owners that will limit the state of charge to 80% that's it that's the solution well i mean gm is still working on like they're gonna like replace batteries or something like that uh but
1: Vinny bamboozolini here your trusted automotive advisor now back to help you remove your chevy bolt bunker that's right folks you heard gm they solved the problem so you don't need that bolt bunker anymore and let's be honest it wasn't that good looking to begin with (laughs) so let your uncle Vinny take care of it for you and get it out of your driveway so your kids can play kick the can again or whatever kids do nowadays. Vito, what do kids do nowadays? Uh, how should I know? Getting rid of your Chevy Bolt bunker is as easy as a phone call. Just call us at the number below and a friendly associate of mine will take care of the rest. Hello?
2: Yeah, where you at?
1: Yeah, I'll be there in, uh, about an hour. Uh, make sure no one's around or nothing, uh, just sleeves of cash in the bolt bunker. Uh, I'll take care of it. That's right, folks. It's as easy as picking up the phone and filling a large envelope with cash.
0: Wait, Vinny, hold on. Filling a large envelope full of cash? I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, that does not sound too legit. Where are you going to dispose of these bolt bunkers, Vinny? Don't you worry your pretty
1: little brains about it. Vito knows some good spots, don't you, Vito? <laughs> good little spots. Right, Vinny? Nice and quiet. No one around the scene, nothing. And another thing, if you want to trade in your Chevy Dolt for a real car, bring it on down to a dealership and we'll get you into a nice combustor 9000. It starts burning the minute you turn it on. Gasoline, that is.
0: Okay, Vinny, thanks. We'll have to get back to you on that. Wow, that Vinny is quite a character, huh? Oh, yeah, he's quite a character. And by the way, to get this software update, Bolt owners are going to have to bring their cars into their Chevy dealerships. It's not an over the air update. Man, the Bolt owners are going to be spending a lot of time at dealerships. Did
1: Did somebody somebody say dealership? dealership. Come on down to Vinnie Bambozolini's Auto Dealership, the best dealership in the tri-state area, where a deal ain't a deal till it's a steal.
3: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership.
0: Well, here's something you don't see every day. A Tesla semi truck charging at a mega charger. Yeah, not a supercharger, a mega charger. Thank you to FSD Beta TSLA for sharing these on Twitter. Yeah, this is the first time we're seeing this ever. Yeah, this was at Giga Nevada, where we're told executives from PepsiCo were visiting because remember, Pepsi ordered 100 semis when they first came out in 2017. As did we, first-day reservation holders. Well, we, we didn't order 100. True, we just ordered one. But still, maybe we should have been visiting there too, right? But I thought that the Tesla sign was being delayed until next year. Well, I thought so too. But CEO of Pepsi, Ramon LaGuarta, said on CNBC, we are already starting to buy electric trucks from Tesla. We don't want to promote anybody, but that's the brand we're using so far. And we are getting our first deliveries this Q4. But that's right now. Yeah. But we also heard that CARB... The California Air and Resources Board visited that mega charger because they're offering incentives for Pepsi's use of electric trucks at its Modesto, California plant. Yeah. So from what we've been hearing, Tesla has plans to produce about five trucks per week, but it's being limited by battery cells. So, my guess is that they're ramping up a really slow production because they don't need that many. They'll give them to some of these early companies and maybe us, probably just the companies, uh, so that they can begin testing, setting up mega chargers and so forth. Very exciting, though, to see it actually charging at a mega charger. So, Tesla just released full self driving beta 10.5 over the weekend, as promised, on time. Uh, we both have safety scores of 98, and we haven't gotten it yet, but we're hopeful, right? Yes. There are some new changes in the release. Let's go through them and let's translate like we did before because it's hard to understand. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I will uh, read what they said. You translate into English. Okay. Uh, Improved VRU. What's VRU again? It's vulnerable road users. Those are pedestrians, bicyclists, and motorcycles. Improved VRU crossing velocity error by 20% from improved quality in our auto labeling. So it sees people on bikes and stuff better and, and their speed better okay improve static world predictions uh what are static world so things? we're talking road lines the edges of roads how roads connect oh things each other. that don't move yeah. okay improve static world predictions by up to 13% using a new static world auto labeler and adding 165,000 auto labeled videos so basically it sees lines better Knows where the lines are, maybe even more worn away lines. Improved cone and sign detections by uprevving the generalized static object network with 15,000 more video clips and adjusting oversampling and overweighting strategies. 4.5% better precision, 10.4% better recall. So it sees cones and signs better. This is so helpful. Yeah. All right. Improved cut in detection network by 5.5% to help reduce false slowdowns. So it's not going to phantom break as much for people who aren't cutting you off. Nice. Okay. Enabled emergency collision avoidance maneuvering in shadow mode. Uh, you're not going to notice anything, but it's doing something in the background. Okay. Uh, enabled behavior to lane change away from merges when safe to do so. So, you know, you're on the highway it's merging um it's going to try to avoid being in the merging lane oh right if there's like a okay gotcha more dangerous to be in a merging lane uh improved merge object detection recall by using multimodal object prediction at intersections it's going to merge better okay Improved control for merges by increasing smoothness of arrival time constraints and considering possible merging objects beyond visibility it's gonna merge better <laughs> okay improved lane changes by allowing larger deacceleration limit in short deadline situations so it's going to allow itself to break harder to make faster lane changes cool improved lateral control for creeping forward to get more visibility i think it means that it's going to steer better so that way it can see better at intersections oh when you're like creeping slowly forward okay i gotcha improved modeling of road boundaries on high curvature roads for finer maneuvers um it's gonna be take better tighter turns and improved logic to stay on route and avoid unnecessary detours and rerouting i think that's pretty self-explanatory better navigation better navigation all right cool i'm really excited to get this as a 98 yeah geez what what, i mean what do i need to do if i get 99 do i just automatically get it i don't know i don't know how i could possibly be driving (laughs) any better than i've been driving i've been so good i'm so Bored of driving now. All right, I'm sorry, I don't want to get political, but Biden's speech at the opening of GM's Factory Zero, which was GM's first electric vehicle plant, by the way, made me want to throw up.
4: In the auto industry, Detroit's leading the world in electric vehicles. You know how critical it is? Mary, I can remember talking to you way back in January about the need for America to lead in electric vehicles. And I can remember your dramatic Dramatic announcement. announcement that by 2035 GM would be 100% electric. You changed the whole story, Mary, wherever, wherever you are. You did, Mary. You electrified the entire automobile industry. I'm serious. You led and it matters. You You
0: led and it matters, Mary? Okay, so Mary here is the CEO of GM, Mary Barra. Uh, And I'm not the only one who thought this. Warren Redlich tweeted out clown show. Uh, May Musk, Elon's mother, tweeted out, Biden's speech was written 20 years ago, just before GM killed the electric car. His speechwriter uploaded the wrong file. Yeah, that could have been true. Mm -hmm. Kim Paquette said, what a slap in the face to all the American Tesla employees who work so hard to actually lead the way. Elon said, indeed. And I just want to point something out. I mean, Biden is rewriting history here. OK. And as president, your speech may be informing a lot of people who don't know that it was Elon Musk that led, who got us to this moment. And if you're pushing back on that a bit and you're like, well, no, it's not true. GM is leading. Let's go to the 2021 L.A. Auto Show where here's GM's booth. And why don't you point out the electric cars that are there? OK, um, there's the having trouble. Uh... That's because there were no electric cars at GM's booth at the 2021, that's this month's auto show. GM said they're going to be all electric by 2035. Tesla has been all electric since day one, 18 years ago. GM says they're going to have 20 EVs by 2023. They're going to have 30 EVs by 2025. Where are they then? Oh, right. I do see something electric at their booth. I'm sorry. I missed that. I missed that. That's. I'm sorry. That's a cell phone charger. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Plug in your cell phone. They, they don't sell gas cell phones. If they did, I'm sure GM would make one. And here's the thing. Why don't we see Biden in a Tesla? He drives around in Ford F-150 Lightnings. He drives around in GMC Hummers, but not in a Tesla. First Tesla on the block tweeted, very interesting that GM electrified the entire car industry, and yet you cannot buy an electric car from GM currently. Odd. Then Elon tweeted out, it's like if you want to buy a parrot. <laughs> Or perhaps some cheese
1: I want to buy some cheese
0: uh, I do appreciate Elon's sense of of uh, Monty Python humor. It's excellent, yeah. David Sachs tweeted out, the future is already here and it was built by Tesla. Epic gaslighting by the White House, first to snub Tesla at their EV summit and now to pretend that their union payoff and build back better will be responsible for Tesla's EV revolution. Kamala Harris tweeted out with the bipartisan infrastructure law, we're going to build electric vehicles and the batteries and parts that go in them. In the United States, instead of relying on other countries, the future will be made in America. And Elon's sister had to have his back. Tosca Musk, said, you're kidding, right? Elon said, maybe they're NPCs and Tesla just isn't in their dialogue tree. Let's see if we can get them to say the word Tesla. Then Shibatoshi Nakamoto tweeted out this cartoon of everyone with a brain trying to get the government to see that Tesla is real. As you said, uh, Elon does have a flair for comedy. He said, I aspire to comedy. And that's what you got to do, folks, because uh, this is comedic. I just want to point out the largest state by GDP, California, Mm -hmm. its largest export Guess what it is? Cheese? Nope. It's not cheese. Dead parrots? It's it's electric vehicles. Really? Why do huh. you think that California's largest export is electric vehicles? GM. It must be GM. Is, it, is there a GM plant in oh, California? Oh, yeah, there is. The, the Numi plant. Uh, which is now owned by Tesla right. making EVs. They could have held on to that plant. They weren't running it very efficiently. (laughs) No. And now Tesla has basically completely turned it around. Yeah. Well, speaking of turning around, now that Tesla has broken a trillion dollar valuation, we've entered one of those periods, I think, where some people are feeling like Tesla is like a cryptocurrency. There's all this FOMO and crazy speculation. We're some of the most bullish people around when it comes to Tesla's future. But it's good to see that other respected financial industry analysts are also setting some bullish price targets. Take Dan Ives from Wedbush, he's a top 10 ranked stock analyst, and he just said, quote, we believe there is $5 trillion of EV auto market dollars up for grabs with Tesla, likely to own $2.5 trillion of this pie. We estimate China is worth $400 per share to the Tesla story for 2022, and raising our price target from $1,100 to $1,400 with our bull case $1,800. Now, you might be like, whoa, hold on there, fella. Half the EV market. But keep in mind that Dan thinks that EVs will only make up 10% of the auto market by 2025 and only 30% by 2030. That is very conservative. Dan also thinks that China will make up 40% of the automaker's deliveries in 2022 is he forgetting about two gigafactories that are going to be built right it's almost like he's discounting them so i've said this about the chip shortage the chip component shortage remains a headwind for tesla and every other automaker however we view this as a transitory issue with our core focus on model 3 and y demand which is outstripping supply by roughly 15 percent as of today and I've said if Elon hadn't conducted a survey on Twitter and just started selling shares, their value would probably be 15% lower than today. So I guess good job, Elon, for tweeting for a change. <laughs> and if you're wondering why we might want to listen to Dan Ives, he is ranked number eight out of 7,730 analysts on tip ranks with an average success rate of 82% and an average return of 41%. So that is pretty good. Kind of the guy you want to listen to. Not as good as our returns. True. <laughs> Not had... <laughs> anywhere close, but he has to really diversify his portfolio and we don't. That's true. Um, and we, we pick some pretty good winners that over is true. the years. That is true. So Tesla has received more orders for its Megapack batteries and AutoBidder AI software. Harmony Energy and Tag Energy announced two new projects the Chapel Farm near Lutton, England, north of London, and Jamesfield Farm near Abernathy in Scotland. These are standalone battery storage systems for 49 megawatts or 99 megawatt hours each. Wow. So about 100 megawatts of new megapack orders. I mean, how does this compare to what Tesla installs in a quarter? Well, if we go back just three years ago, take a look at this chart here from Hypercharts of Tesla's quarterly energy storage deployed. These two projects would have been about half a quarter's worth of energy storage deployed. But in the last half a year, these two projects are less than 10% of what Tesla is deploying in a quarter. Also important to note that Tesla isn't just selling the batteries, they're selling the AutoBidder software for real-time energy trading. Yeah, which I'm guessing is SaaS, software as a service. Uh, So I'm guessing that Tesla is making monthly revenue from the software as well. Now, Tesla has over 1.2 gigawatt hours of energy storage under management with AutoBidder. So why is this important? Because uh, with software as a service, Tesla can... Change the price. They can say, oh, you know, yeah, it was, uh, you know, $12,000 a month. Oh, now it's $24,000. Right. And what are you going to do? Like, you don't have any other software that works like theirs. Right. And I mean, another thing that they could do would be to say, oh, we're going to take 20% off of all the revenue that you make from selling power. Right. Which they might already be doing, for all we know. Exactly, we have no idea. But I mean, like, there's no, like, well, never mind, we won't have the software. We got Greg, Greg over there with the light switch. What? Hey, Greg, ready? Um, okay, prices are high. Uh, 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 sell it, sell it. Yeah, sell it. Yeah, good, good, good. Uh, On? Um, Okay, Uh, wait, wait, Uh, Prices are going down, prices are going down. Do I go down? Wait, we need more demand. Do I go up? There's more demand, turn it on, turn it on, turn it on. On, 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 Greg, on. Okay, okay. And speaking of Tesla batteries, on Wednesday, Tesla just announced that it has installed its 250,000th Powerwall. All right, now we're finally starting to get some data points. So remember, in May of 2020, Tesla announced it installed their 100,000th Powerwall. And in May of this year, Tesla announced their 200,000th Powerwall. So now with these data points, we can start charting progress. Yeah, take a look at this chart we put together. It's real bare bones, but (laughs) it does the trick. uh, And that's pretty incredible. So 3.3 gigawatt hours of storage just in power walls? Yes. Yeah. So to give you some perspective, Tesla has installed about 8.7 gigawatt hours of battery storage since 2017. So this means that Powerwalls account for about 38% of Tesla's energy storage division. And I never before, and I did the math, got a feeling of like how much Powerwall was a part of that equation. So now yeah. I get a better sense. It's like, percent. Wow. I mean, this is amazing, especially when we're considering these huge battery projects. And what's so cool is distributed energy storage means that the grid gets better. Yeah. Welcome back to the Now You Know coverage of the Giga Cup. The Giga Cup is brought to you by Teslapot. I, for one, welcome our new robot overlords. Well, Bob, another exciting week here in the middle of this fourth quarter.
1: That's right, Bob. Both teams moving at lightning speed to complete construction and start producing electric vehicles.
0: This week, an exciting development out of Giga Berlin in the form of three Model Ys driving out of the factory. Now, Bob, it's unclear whether these Model Ys were actually produced at Giga Berlin, if they were imported to help calibrate equipment, or if they were just visiting. But if those cars were produced in the factory, it could spell an end to this contest, Bob. Well, not to be outdone, Bob. Giga Texas has filed paperwork with the Texas Appraisal review view board stating four major facilities of the factory will be completed December 31st of this year. Exciting news, Bob. Again, both teams looking neck and neck coming into the end of this quarter. Amazing work by the Giga Texas team to catch up to Berlin, who, as we know, started with a six-month lead. But of course, this would not be a major upset, Bob. We were expecting that Giga
1: Berlin's major weakness would be its regulatory approvals, and that is what we've seen consistently. I mean, bear in mind, league commissioner Elon Musk's target of July production, then pushed
0: to October. Here we are in November, Bob. We'll have to see what Giga Berlin can do to get cars out before Texas. Again, Bob, great work by both teams and a huge shout out to our drone pilots this week, Tobias Lind and Jeff Roberts. Absolutely, Bob. Go support these awesome people on Patreon so we can keep getting amazing drone footage of these amazing factories. You'll find links below, Bob, and that wraps up our coverage of the
1: Giga Cup. And Bob, Tesla Time News is
0: sponsored by Cybertruck Owners Club. There you'll find a crowdsource reservation tracker that you can update and find your place in line. Absolutely, Bob. Check out their website for Cybertruck news, discussions, and community for Cybertruck enthusiasts and future owners. The Fisker Ocean was unveiled at the LA Auto Show. Yeah, there's three tiers here. So you've got the Ocean Sport front-wheel drive, 275 horsepower, 250 miles of range on LFP batteries, 0 to 60 time in 6.9 seconds. It'll start at 375. Next tier up is the Ocean Ultra starting at $50,000 for 340 miles of range, 540 horsepower and a 0 to 60 of 3.9 seconds. It's all-wheel drive and uses NMC batteries. And the Extreme Edition starting at $69,000 with 350 plus miles of range, 550 horsepower, 0 to 60 time of 3.6 seconds with NMC batteries again and a solar roof which uh, Fisker says can give you 1,500 miles a year of additional range. Now, Fisker claims that they'll have ADAS and over the air updates. And you can also lease one starting at $379 a month. That includes 30,000 miles a year and a one-time $3,000 activation fee um, the nice thing here, I guess, is you can cancel the lease at any time. Production will begin at Magna's factory in Graz, Austria next November. So we've heard a lot over the years of Fisker saying they're going to do something and then it didn't take place um, this time because they've actually partnered with Magna, which does build cars. I'm a little more believing that it's going to happen. Uh, the price does still seem low because remember, this is before the incentives. Sure. Um, but. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, that low tier one, I don't know if it really competes with the Model 3. I guess it would come down to styling and your your opinions on that. But yeah. Is this trying to compete with the Model 3 or the Model Y? I don't know. I mean, the, the zero to 60 and 6.9 like is pretty respectable, um, but I think that for some people it wouldn't be enough. And then there's just the question of, again, like service, charging, all, all the questions that we have with non-Tesla EVs. I think service is a big one. You've got to be worried if you're not right there in Santa Monica, where I assume they'll have their first service station. Um, yeah. If you're in the middle of the country or something like, where are you going to get the service? And I mean, good luck to Fisker. I mean, uh, I, I was very skeptical going into this. I'm glad that they've unveiled something that seems within the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it still remains to be seen whether or not they're actually going to be selling the that I, much. I just like that they're no longer talking about, you know, a super secret state of the art battery. You know, right. Like, yeah. I mean, that's what really puts a bad taste in my mouth is that like that it was supposed to have like a thousand miles of right. range and recharge in two seconds. And it's just like, you know, it's great to see some realistic numbers here. So Ford CEO Jim Farley tweeted this week, it's a big moment for the auto industry. Early EVs were good for the environment, but lacked emotion like appliances. That's changing. Ford's bet is different. We're taking iconic vehicles, the Mustang, the Ford F-150, the E-Transit, and we're making them even better as EVs and more are on the way. We're approaching it like we did building ventilators and PPE for COVID. Whatever it takes, find a way. And it's working. We are now expecting to produce 600,000 EVs a year globally by the end of 2023, two times our original plan. And that's before Blue Oval City and other EV sites come online. We aim to become the second biggest EV producer within the next couple of years. Then, as the huge investments we're making in EV and battery manufacturing come on stream and we rapidly expand our EV lineup, our ambition is for Ford to become the biggest EV maker in the world. Wait, so Ford is going to increase EV production to 600,000 EVs a year in just two years without their big fancy new blue oval city facility? Yeah. Isn't that just so awesome? How? Well, I mean, don't worry. Don't worry. They got the Mach-E and now they're going to be selling the Ford F-150 Lightning, uh, the new E-Transit van. That's exciting. I I thought you'd be more, you know, amped up about this. Yeah, but Ford sold 21,700 Mach-Es so far this year. Now you're telling me that they're going to sell 30 times that in two years? Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's double what they had originally been saying. They were originally saying 300,000 EVs by 2023. Yeah. And I had a hard time believing that number. How how do they say they're going to achieve this? Because just for some perspective, Ford is where Tesla was back in 2016 in terms of numbers. And in two years, Ford wants to be producing like Tesla was Q1 of last year, something that took Tesla four years to do yeah okay so even if there was a battery fairy let's say there's a battery fairy and uh you can just ask the battery fairy for as many batteries as you want all right so even if jim took a a battery put it under his pillow one night and said i hope the battery fairy comes and then oh jim i'd bestow upon you all the batteries you could ever want just tell me and i'll make it so even if that happened even if that happened, I uh-huh. don't know if they could even pull this off because iconic vehicle e-transit. What it, he Look, he could call from any brands he wanted and he couldn't come up with anything better than the e-transit. They also have the Ford F-150 Lightning. I mean, OK, all right, all right. But maybe Rivian is going to be helping Ford to achieve those numbers. I mean, remember that they have that partnership to make a new Lincoln SUV. Well, that was canceled last year. OK, but they still had some kind of vague collaboration to to make some sort of electric vehicle together. Well, now that's been canceled as well. They want to focus on their own projects and deliveries. It's like a band where it's like, I'm going to uh, make my own songs, man. You can write yours and we'll just make our own albums. OK, but I thought the Ford invested five hundred million dollars into Rivian. I mean, don't they want their money's worth? They did get their money's worth. Twelve billion dollars worth. Wh- what? What? Yeah, that Rivian IPO that happened last week, more than 20x their investment. Wow. So was that the whole point for Ford? I don't think going into it, they knew it'd be such a massive financial success so quickly. I think they were hoping for an advanced drivetrain that they could steal off Rivian to help them make a compliance EV truck. I also think getting cozier to Amazon didn't hurt. But I think the pre-orders for the Lightning and the successful IPO for Rivian has made them reconsider their electric stance. So you think that they're accelerating towards electric mobility? Well, I would still say their electric acceleration is a little limited. What what makes you say that? Well, the new Mach-E GT Performance is out. Oh, right. That's the one that's way beefier than the Mach-E that we tried. Right. And on paper, it looks like it should give the Model Y Performance a run for its money, but it has a glaring flaw. Ah, it's completely uncontrollable, like all Mustangs. Uh, no, it only allows for max power for five seconds, so that worsens its zero to sixty time, makes it slower than the Model Y, and according to Edmonds, makes the GT really disappointing to drive after a while. Wait, whoa, what? No, no, this is their GT performance. Why would they limit your power to? F- five seconds. Well, Ford claims it's to preserve battery life. But that's absurd. Why? why, I mean, why wouldn't you have at least an option that would say, like, disable the limit because I want to go fast? Well, because it's probably a lie. I mean, it's almost certainly a heat issue. Wait, so Ford's high performance EV gets trounced by its competitor because they don't know how to make a powertrain that doesn't overheat? Apparently, I mean, it's not too great for the brand since the Model Y is one of the slowest cars that Tesla makes and the Mach-E would easily get its wide rear end handed to it by any of Tesla's performance lineup. Wow. And and, I mean, for less money, too, especially with the Model 3. Wow. That's just that is kind of embarrassing. Okay, so So the one point nine trillion dollar Build Back Better bill, (laughs) say that three times fast, has passed the U.S. House of Representatives by a vote of 220 to 213, and it's now headed to the Senate. So why should we care? Well, because it contains the EV tax credit, the e-bike, and the e-motorcycle tax credit, among other things. So the Senate will likely make some major changes to this bill, and then it'll need to be reconciled, voted on again by both houses, and then sent to the president for a signature. Now, I don't wanna count on anything in this bill yet, because just like we said, uh, the Senate is gonna have to get in there and tweak it, but I do wanna talk about the e-motorcycle tax credit. Yeah, e-motorcycles already get a 10% federal tax credit, but the new wording in the Build Back Better bill has upped that to a 30% tax credit, capped at $7,500. So for instance, a Sondors Metacycle at $5,000 would get $1,500 off. Yeah. Or a zero at $21,000 sticker price would get $6,300 off. That brings it in at $15,000. And if they implement this tax credit, like the automobile one is going to be, then that amount would be taken right off at the dealership, making it so much easier to get onto one of these bikes. Obviously, there are some limitations. The e-motorcycle has to have at least 2.5 kilowatt hours of batteries, and it must travel at least 45 miles an hour, and it must be designed primarily for road use. So we're pretty sure dirt bikes won't count, but I'm thinking maybe you just put road tires on them and uh, you take say? the word dirt off of it for now. <laughs> I don't know. This is pretty exciting, I think, for for people interested in motorcycles. And I mean, I think you might want to share this story with your buddy who drives a motorcycle because maybe they weren't even thinking how affordable EU motorcycles could be. Yeah. And uh, just take a look at we're not being paid to say this, by the way, but look at Zero's lineup of motorcycles. They have added a lot of new models yep. um, in a lot of different price categories. And with a 30 percent basically discount, I don't know, something to to consider if you wanted to switch to an e-bike and we're getting the sondors metacycle soon as soon as it is available um and so we'd love to show that to you too because that i mean talk about affordable yeah so If you'd like to share this clip with your friend, but you don't want to share the entire one hour long episode, head on over to the Now You Know Clips channel where we chop these up into little bite sized pieces that are easy to share. Now, speaking of laws, as part of the one point two trillion dollar infrastructure bill that was signed into law last week, there was a provision that the national president for Mothers Against Drunk Driving said is the most significant legislation passed in MAD's 41 year history. This provision calls on auto manufacturers to install anti-drunk driving systems into all new cars in the next three years. Now, it'll be up to NHTSA to decide which technology to implement. Don't have much faith that they're going to do a great job on that, but all right. Now, I'm all for reducing or even stopping drunk drivers. In the U.S. alone, there are approximately 9,400 deaths and 300,000 injuries on the roads caused by drunk drivers every year. But... How will it be implemented in a way that, A, works? Because I'm sure as soon as they come up with the technology, there's going to be 9 billion videos on YouTube. Is like, all right, well, here's how you get around that. You just simply poke a hole in it. Okay. And secondly... How do you make one that doesn't infringe on our privacy or our civil liberties? Yeah, because I'm worried about this case. You get into the car, you need to get going someplace fast like a hospital and you do whatever you put your finger on a thing and the car won't start. Not only do you have to make sure it doesn't let drunk drivers drive, but you have to make sure it lets people who aren't drunk drive. And that's I mean, that could be really hard. So I'm kind of worried about getting the technology right in such a short amount of time, especially since I don't think many people have been working on it that hard. Now, I feel like I have a piece of legislation that I would rather see. And that would be um, anti-human driver legislation. Mm. That would be to basically say, listen, whether uh, humans are drunk or not, um, they will still find a way to be terrible drivers. And if you have driven on a road where there are other people on the road, you know what I'm talking about. So why aren't we also talking about taking humans out of the loop of driving since we're actually going to have that technology In the coming years, you would not be reelected. No. Um, But yeah, imagine if you will, a few years from now, say 2025, new cars have some kind of anti-drunk driving technology in them. But there are these other cars on the road that you don't have to drive at all. I wonder if this law will actually help with robo taxi adoption. Well, actually, uh, the car may drive itself, but you're still going to have to blow in a tube and it won't drive if you're drunk. Sorry, (laughs) bucko. What? It'd be fun to drive in a car if you're being driven and you're drunk, like. That's nope. I'm sure the law will make no provision to make sure that that works the way that it should. You're probably right because it's NHTSA. Anyway, let us know your thoughts in the comments. So Nissan has finally opened up $500 reservations for the Aria, their second electric model since the Leaf. Yeah, it's hard to believe, isn't it, that they've been out in front with the Leaf for so long and then they're like, oh, we should probably work on a second model. Uh, Prices will start to $46,000 for the base model Aria Venture Plus. Just a little note here to car makers, maybe just come in a little closer. Um, Stop with the plus thing. I'm really tired of it. Just putting a plus after every damn word doesn't make your car better. Because that's the base model. Yeah. All of their models. It's Venture Plus, and then it's whatever the next one is, Plus. I mean, it's just so stupid. So stop it, okay? This Venture Plus will have an 87 kilowatt hour battery. So all the models will have that size battery for 300 miles of range. Problem is, each model that gets more expensive, the range drops. Because I don't know why. You're adding more weight. Uh, 238 horsepower of front-wheel drive motor for this 0 to 60 and 7.2 second version. CCS charging only up to 100 kilowatts pro pilot assist deliveries to start fall of 2022 so a year from now and there will be more expensive bottles yeah it goes up to 58,000, i think for the most expensive which you don't really i don't i didn't see any advantage other than i'm i think probably some trim i I think you can get the all-wheel drive version of this um but the range drops. yeah yeah the next two variants up have all-wheel drive but yeah the range drops um i don't know charging in 100 kilowatts like That's so 2013, (laughs) like, I don't know what that's just ridiculous. So electric obtained an email that Tesla sent out to its Tesla solar employees saying we confirmed with the supply chain team that some supply constraints would impact our ability to schedule installations for PV retrofits. So it's important to note that Tesla has been installing between 80 and 90 megawatts of solar each quarter for the past four quarters. This supply chain impact, according to the email, should be about three to four megawatts. So I think it's important to put this in perspective that it's not that big a deal. Three to four megawatts versus 80 to 90 and a quarter. And I mean, I'm sure all solar companies are being impacted. Compare this to VW, which we learned this week, had to stop production for a week at its Zwickau and Dresden plants, which produced the ID3, the ID4 and the Q4 e-tron. That's about 5,000 cars. And with the holidays coming up, if you're looking for a really special gift, let me personally recommend our sponsor, Henson. This shaver is precision machined to expose only 0.0013 inches of blade. That is less than a human hair. Now that might not seem like much to you. In fact, you're probably like, so what? Don't all shavers have that? Actually, No, they don't. That's what makes this shaver so amazing. This along with all of the other clever engineering that Henson does allows for a great shave every time. It causes so much less irritation to my face than anything else I've tried. And I've tried multi-blade cartridge razors as well as other safety razors. Henson is a Canadian company that has taken the lessons they learned from aerospace manufacturing for the last 20 years to make a shaver that doesn't suck. It's able to hold the blade very firmly, which reduces chatter, but it also prevents hair clogging by having a large channel behind the blade, allowing for quick rinsing and faster shaves. And the blades are super affordable, so you can stop dragging that dull cheese grater across your chin and replace the blade every shave for less money. And blades used in a Henson Shaver are way more sustainable than a cartridge razor. And if you use our link below, you can pick up a box of 100 blades for free. You can also use the code Now You Know if you forgot to click the link. Thank you to Henson for sponsoring us and making such a fantastic shaver. Go to HensonShaving.com today. Your face will thank us. All right, it's time for Into the Future. All right, so let's go to the uh, LA Auto Show where mm-hmm. Edison Future, a subsidiary of Phoenix Motorcars, was showing off their EF1T pickup truck and their EFV1 cargo van. What, okay, what is Phoenix Motorcars? I've never heard of this brand. Well, it's a wholly owned subsidiary of SPI Energy, uh, that sticker symbol SPI, a solar startup founded in 2015. They're based in China. They appear to have less than 100 employees and have a market cap of less than $150 million. Okay. So, I mean, we were pretty hesitant to share these when we saw the CGI videos that came out a couple months ago because it was, uh, well, all CGI. Yeah, but now we have a real truck. Uh, EF claims that the EF1T will have a standard single motor version with 470 horsepower, 0 to 60 in 6.5 seconds. And the premium version will have two motors, 0 to 60 in 4.5 seconds. And wait for it. They're going to have a tri-motor where did that sound familiar from? Uh, 860 horsepower, zero to 60 in 3.9 seconds. Both will have solar charging. Okay. So this um, looks oddly familiar, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> basically, keep in mind that this company just hired a design firm and they made a couple mules. We have no idea if these even roll by themselves or have to be pushed in. They do look pretty cool. But what makes the Cybertruck cool is that it's made of stainless steel. I think we forget that a lot. Uh, this is not. But It does have a basketball orange interior, which Cybertruck doesn't have. Wow. So, I mean, I could definitely see like LeBron James doing a commercial. He like, I love basketball, but I also love my my Chinese built uh, (laughs) EV pickup truck. Yeah. We don't know where it's going to be built yet. Although I I assume you're right. Probably in China. Uh, They're going to plan to start deliveries in 2025. You can't. Uh, I looked on their website. doesn't appear you can order it yet. You can get four miles a day of solar charging under normal conditions, they say, with their solar top roof. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's your towing. 7,500 pounds for the lowest version, up to 11,000 with the big version. Okay, but what's the price? They did not release that. Okay. Well, I mean, and how could they release it? If this is going to be coming out in what, four years. Right. Who knows what the dollar is going to be worth in four years? So I do want to give them a little bit of kudos, though. A tiny little company that's on the right path. Like they get it. Uh, ver- you know, versus GM and Ford, for instance, that could be doing this and are not. Yeah, I'd still prefer to see a test mule over a CGI yeah, rendering and yeah. a paper mache model that they bring to the van store. version though pretty cool i mean we uh, this is what i think a lot of people want now i don't know if you want that front end on the. oh van. now you're excited about any transit vans <laughs> act now you're excited but when ford does it you're not excited maybe with an orange interior <laughs> you know all right it's time for going green and just in time for the holidays we have all your gift needs we have pet bandanas oh by the way send us your pics of your pets with their bandanas i can't wait to see that uh we have stockings tree skirts wrapping paper I mean, you want to wrap your gifts in now, you know, wrapping paper, candles, ornaments, use the code holiday season for 15% off. Don't forget, we plant 10 trees for every order. Thanks to our friends at the Eden Restoration Projects. And here's the thing. Um, We also help out the Well Done Foundation. And I just want to point out why we do it. There's a study in the journal Science that found just in the US, the oil and gas industry emits 13 million metric tons of methane from their operations every year. Now you can't see this leaking methane, which is one reason why the oil and gas industry can get away with it. If we could see it, the next time you go for a walk or go for a drive, then you might view something like this. The Well Done Foundation is doing something about it. They are actually capping abandoned oil and gas wells that are still spewing methane into our atmosphere. And guess what? Methane is a way worse greenhouse gas than CO2. So with EcoWare we said, how can we make a business out of selling products that create positive conversations and be positive for our planet. So we support the Well Done Foundation with every purchase. And we carbon offset the manufacturing, the shipping and the life cycle of every single product. And on top of that, we plant the 10 trees. So we're doing a lot for every single order. So yeah, head on over there, order quickly, cause you know, the crazy rush for Christmas. And gas. (laughs) Fake gas. That's what I meant to say. So the University of Queensland in Australia is doing a study to learn whether EVs can be used as grid storage batteries. They're looking to recruit 500 Tesla owners to collect their driving and charging data for one year. Researchers say that most EVs are only driven one eighth their daily range of 249 miles, which gives opportunities to store energy and export power to the grid using V2G chargers. Well, I have some good news. Oh, yeah. They don't need to do this study. Uh, why? Can EVs be used as a grid storage battery using V2G? Yes. You can go study something else now. See, I just saved you a year. You have all the data? They've already done. This has already been done. (laughs) Hasn't this already been done? I don't think it's actually been done. I think that's why they're doing it. But if you'd like to join the study and you drive a Tesla in Australia, the US, Canada, Norway, Sweden, Germany, or the UK, then head over to teslascope.com slash research and check it out. All right, it's time for Sunspots. Okay, first of all, I can't believe this is true. The headline is the U.S. breaks ground on its first commercial scale offshore wind farm project. Okay, I know, long headline, but what I can't believe is that it's 2021, right? So how is it possible that it's taken decades for the U.S. to get this proven technology, wind technology, this cheap technology to even begin construction? Oh, right, the fossil fuel industry controls everything. Well, they don't control us. You know why this hasn't happened yet? Because we have our Patreon support us on Patreon. All right. Anyway, yes. Good news is here off the coast of Massachusetts. Um, it's. Not, I mean, if you actually look at it, it's more off the coast of like uh, Rhode Island, Rhode Island, but whatever. We'll take the credit. Yeah. It is the Vineyard Wind One project. It is a 50-50 project between Avangrid Renewables and Copenhagen Infrastructure Partners. Now, why do those names sound so European? Oh, because they are European. That's right. 62 wind turbines. We couldn't have possibly done that by ourselves. We need European companies to come in and do it for us, I guess. It'll begin delivering enough electricity to power 400,000 homes in 2023. And honestly, this is why it took European companies to do it, because our power companies here in the U.S. are so f***ing corrupt. And we're back, luckily. And if you would like to put solar on your roof or maybe some batteries, but you don't have all the answers and you go to tell your family about it, but they're like, yeah, but Harold, how much will it cost? And you're like, I don't know. Uh, Call our friends at Energy Pal. They have all the answers. They will help you do it for free. And you can do it while you're sitting on your couch. It's easy. Tell them that Zach and Jesse sent you. The link is down below. And maybe when you're having your Thanksgiving dinner. Mm hmm you bring it up to some of your friends and family, say, oh, why don't you have solar? Yeah. And they go, oh, uh, I have so many questions. Yeah. And you say, Take call, a, call Lincoln at Pack. I mean, let's get you some solar. Now, before we get to our video contributor story, our team here at Now You Know channel is looking to hire a part-time associate producer in charge of our interviews. Now, I've been doing this job for the past five years, but as we grow and interview more and more interesting people doing fascinating things around the world, honestly, I need help. So we are looking to hire a part-time associate producer, someone who will help book interviews for us. Now we won't go into all the details here. There is a link down below in the show notes to a Google form that has more details about the job and where you can tell us if you're interested. So if you think you or someone you might know are interested, check it out and potentially join the Now You Know team. Thank you. All right, it's time for the video contributor stories. Don't forget, we need your stories. Send them on in. Our friend Eric and his son Paxton did a father-son trip to Starbase, and Paxton explains what SpaceX is up to. Where are we?
2: SpaceX headquarters
4: of Chica, Texas. Great. What is that big thing behind you?
2: That's uh, Megazilla, and the arms catch that big silver rocket. It lifts up and then they fall into his arms and that slowly puts it down.
0: And what's the big silver thing?
2: That is the booster. That shoots the black bit. So they stack the black rocket onto the booster. And then when it shoots off, then once it gets to a point where there's about no gravity, then it drops down, it packages and then the black part shoots. Engine, and then it shoots off and then it goes to the, the space station and then um, it brings it back.
0: And where's the starship?
2: starship is the black middle
0: one. Why is it black?
2: Because those are um, heat shields or friction shields. When it comes down, it's going so fast it makes friction the and then It catches on fire, sort of, and um, that prevents the metal from melting, but it's only on one side because the other side is the top, white side, and um, it's kind of weird because fire does travel up, but in this case it's going so fast that um, it's not able to travel up. It's just like the astronauts push down into their seats where they can't really move.
4: Excellent. Do you have anything you want to say to the SpaceX people
0: here? Yeah, thanks for giving me a new water bottle. Okay, that's a future astronaut oh, slash yeah. SpaceX engineer for <laughs> Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. I mean that th- those concepts I didn't understand till I was uh, eighteen. Yeah, and I was like playing Kerbal Space Program. So Paxton, good job, man. You are. You are years ahead of me. Future Now You Know reporter right <laughs> there. All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories. We've got a Now You Know Investor Club bonus story on Faraday Future. Uh, Zach did some research on uh, how Consumer Reports gets paid. Jesse has some great videos you should watch. How CNN misled viewers with their full self-driving story. And a new interactive charging map. And much more. So head on over to patreon.com slash now you know and check those out. All right, we're back from the Patreon bonus stories. That was actually a lot of fun this week. I got my blood pressure up and then down and then up again. It's time for our Patreon shout outs. These are people that support us at $5 or more a month. Who do we got? We've got Gene. Nick Murphy. John Montez. Oscar Aldo Dirk S. Jake Plymack, Idrissa Sogadogo. Hacking Hollywood. Zafod Beeblebrox. The president of the universe? <laughs> the galaxy. The galaxy? Uh, John Rosales. Emmanuel Huna. Jamie Snell. Ashitar Garg, Tom Hummel, Donald Mossman, John Frank, Brav Dittali, Robert Hummel, V V. Frank, Tom Waxman, Christopher Espindola, Cameron Marriott, Lori Tilde, and Wycolo. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this show without you. All right, Elon was busy tweeting again. Consumer Reports tweeted out, we surveyed car owners to find the most satisfying vehicles on the road. Rounding out the top three were the Tesla Model 3, Kia Telluride, and the Tesla Model S. Elon replied with a thumbs up um, If you want to see some little bit of research on Consumer Reports budget check out the Patreon on bonus stories Homar's catalog said The federal budget deficit is $2.7 trillion. Guys, this is pretty fucked. The pay your fair share thing is kind of a distraction Because you can't find $2.7 trillion in revenue Just from taxing billionaires Elon, exactly
1: Bernie said We must demand that the extremely wealthy pay the fair share
0: Period Elon said, "Okay, how much do you think is fair? Does 53% seem reasonable? Pernay said, Bernie is the kind of guy that shows up to a potluck with no dish, but Tupperware containers to take food home. Elon says, Bernie is a taker, not a maker. Dana said, he's never responded to anyone on Twitter before. He doesn't actually care. Elon says, how do we know he hasn't been kidnapped by aliens? Sarah Silverman said, Elon, wow, what is happening? Wow. Spert Magoo says, I think the billionaire guy is saying he doesn't want to pay taxes. Michael Rameau said, no, he's saying, I just paid a shirtload of taxes. I don't care. I'm not doing this for money. Still not convinced? I'll pay more. Get off my case. But it seems to have backfired a little. Elon says, exactly. Bellagi tweeted out, the state has far more money than anyone, but they are behind SpaceX because tech isn't capital limited. It's competence limited. After all, who knows more about rocket science, politicians or Musk? And then Elon kept attacking Sanders. He says, is he ever not grumpy? Pope of Muscanity said, he's looking like he just hit his little toe on a wall. Thinks, why can't I figure out how to use the TV remote and wish people would just stop stepping on his three houses lawns? And Elon said, if only he could find those chaos emeralds. Futurist Tesla said, Elon, how long are you going to spend on this thread? Elon says, I like to dig my grave real deep. Bradford said, Boeing gave Bernie $227,000. Bernie is opposed to SpaceX taking America on a rocket to the moon, even though SpaceX can do it for much less than Boeing. Tom says, do you want to know why Bernie is bickering about Elon? Elon didn't bribe him. That's why. And then Elon did respond, (laughs) dot, dot, dot. It's All Risky said, what do you think of a tax structure where there's only a sales tax so that rich folks who buy a lot of stuff would get the largest tax burden and low income families who don't buy much would pay the least? This would punish extravagant purchases instead of capital building. Elon says, agreed, taxes are best applied to especially extravagant consumption, whereas capital allocation taxes reduce goods and services output. So actually bad for the people, probable capital allocation skill of heirs is lower than original creator. So I am in favor of an estate tax. Oh, poor little X. So that's an interesting statement for someone with so many kids. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Moo said, good on paper, terrible in reality. This would disproportionately tax lower income families because their entire income would be spent in tax, while higher income earners who have the ability to save will not pay as much tax as a proportion of their income. Paul said, sales tax usually excludes essential items and some provide credits to low income earners. Take the GST in Canada, for example. And Elon says, exactly. Dave Lee tweeted out this whole thing about how much money is being taken from Elon Bottom line is the government will take nearly three quarters of everything Elon has earned. And Elon said, accurate threat. Shibatoshi said, not to mention that many billions of dollars that the existence of Tesla has given the government. Elon says, indeed, over time, Tesla will generate hundreds of billions for the government in terms of employee income tax, product sales tax, and property tax, in addition to profit taxation. Shibatoshi went on to say, I'm convinced that less than 1% of the people who talk about cryptocurrency even know the most basic things about it. Elon says normal money is actually a bunch of ancient mainframes running COBOL in batch mode where government can edit money database whenever they want. Christian Davenport said the FAA expects to conclude its environmental assessment by December 31st for the SpaceX Starship Super Heavy launch vehicle program at the SpaceX Boca Chica launch site in Cameron County, Texas permitting dashboard. Elon said the hard work by the FAA, U.S. Fish and Wildlife and Texas Parks and Wildlife is much appreciated, as well as the strong local support from Cameron County and Brownsville and South Padre. Bloomberg tweeted out Michael Burry believes Elon Musk doesn't need cash. He just wants to sell Tesla stock. Elon says Burry is a broken clock. Tom Nash says congratulations to Michael Burry. The man predicted six of the last zero crashes. Ryan said, any update on new superchargers planned for L.A., Elon? I have to wait in line every week in Santa Monica. Elon says, we are waiting for permit approval from Santa Monica. So here are the members of the Santa Monica City Council, residents of Santa Monica. Contact your council members and let them know politely and respectfully how you feel. Elon tweeted out 12 million pounds of thrust at liftoff. Viv said, scary tweet to post on main, but figured that out of 130,000 folks, some can probably share good advice. If you've dealt with anxiety in your life, especially the physical symptoms of it, like shaking, dizziness, feeling lightheaded, et cetera, what helped you the most in overcoming that? Elon said, accept worst case outcome and assign it a probability, which is usually very low. Now think of good things in life and assign them probabilities. Many are certain. Bringing anxiety and fear to the conscious mind saps it of limbic emotional strength. Cheery fatalism is very effective. Wow, very useful advice. Interesting. Renata was quoting Elon when he said it's quite rare for people to hold a candlelit vigil about a product, particularly a GM product, and that EV1's demise led to the birth of Tesla. Elon said exactly. It's great that they've changed their tune these days, but the truth is that GM tried damn hard to kill the electric car. If not for competitive pressure from Tesla, they would have been doing nothing. He is absolutely right about that. Space explorer Mike said the speed of light on a cosmic scale. Elon said so fast and yet so slow. Pope of Muscanity said, how can we ever hope to establish an intergalactic empire with such slow speed? Elon says, that's what I was thinking too. Massimo said, it looks weird, but there's a place in Greece where two rival church congregations in the town perform a rocket war by firing tens of thousands of homemade rockets across town with the objective of hitting the bell tower of the church on the other side. (laughs) Elon responded, (laughs) fire, because that sounds like a fire hazard. (laughs) Pernay said, still many people are unaware that Tesla started because many big car companies were shutting down their EV programs. Tesla didn't start with the intention of getting government incentives or making money. They started because it was the only chance to create an EV company. Elon said there were no EV incentives, nor did we expect them. And gasoline was super cheap. So tough to make the case for electric cars. My guess was that we had less than 10% chance of success. And most people thought 0%. The history of car startups is just one big graveyard. Elon said, don't want to brag, but I'm the best at humility. Shibatoshi Nakamoto said, my greatest weakness is that I am a perfectionist who always outputs exceptional work. And Elon said, it's good to be open about your vulnerabilities. J-Wan Cho says, I'm experiencing 500 server error to connect my Tesla Model 3 on my iOS app in Seoul, South Korea. Seems like this is a worldwide issue, Elon. Elon says, checking. Should be back online now. Looks like we may have accidentally increased verbosity of the network traffic. Apologies. We will take measures to ensure this doesn't happen again. What CEO has ever done that? (laughs) Gabriel said the fact that the Tesla was able to see cars, lane lines, even other car brake lights while it was pouring rain actually was hard to see them in person. Makes me think that Tesla is solving vision and the superhuman driver is closer than we all think. Elon says, one of the improvements to full self-driving vision involves training with actual photon counts. So removing the filters used to make pretty pictures to the human eye. So this is what we thought was going to happen. They're not just using cameras to see the um, spectrum that we're used to with vision. They're also probably seeing infrared. And ultraviolet. Yeah. I mean, why not see more colors if you have an eye that can see more colors? University Curiosity said, life before AutoCAD. Elon said, what my father's work looked like when I was growing up. Tesla Silicon Valley said, what did he do? Electrical and mechanical engineering. A simpler time it was. <laughs> The chairman said, Bitcoin fixes this. Elon says, Bitcoin cures cancer. So he's (laughs) joking. Tesla Silicon Valley said, when Elon was asked about making motorcycles, he said no, because he was almost killed by a truck on his motorcycle when he was 17. Elon says, unfortunately, there is just no way to make a motorcycle safe. Motorcyclist deaths per mile are about 29 times higher than car occupants. Wow. Now, as you know, Elon open sources Tesla patents and Manish said, amazing alternate way to think about patents. Elon said, yep. Lauren said, to get a sense of how large Biden wants to grow our IRS, Elon's Tesla has about 70,000 employees. Apple has around 154,000. Biden wants our IRS to have 170,000 employees, an increase of 87,000 supposedly to monitor the 614 billionaires in America. Elon says the IRS already has dedicated audit teams for high net worth individuals. The doubling of staff is for everyone else. Pernay said, "What's your favorite Monty Python sketch? I absolutely love this. That's the Black Knight sketch, which is hilarious." Elon said. King of the who. King of the who. All right. It's time for the results of our poll. This is a poll we put out on our In-Depth last week. To everyone. Everyone's. So it's open. Still you open. You could have voted on it. You can still vote on it if you head over to patreon.com slash now. Yeah, because we need your data. Don't pay us anything or whatever. Just head over to Patreon. You can vote on this poll. Um, check out the In-Depth that we did last week because it didn't get enough views. I think that everyone on earth should see it. Yeah. So It could save lives. Really far behind. Um, these are... Different things that will unplug your car from the charger in the case of an emergency. And uh, so here are the votes so far. I think we're going to keep this open for another week to decide the winner. Um, It's going to be pretty hard for anyone else to catch up because it looks like. Yeah, Swope uh, Designs is crushing it. Yeah, Electric Escape seems to be. Wait till you see how that operates. You got to go check that out. If you haven't seen it yet, stop. Go watch it. Could save your life. Could save your life. Yeah. If you're bare, watch out. All right, it's time for Community Mail Time. Community Mail time. Send your uh, stories and pictures into hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. So we've got Christopher. He spotted a Rivian R1T pickup truck in Colorado. It has Michigan plates, so he's guessing they are testing it on Colorado mountains. They should stop testing it. They should just start making it, I know, huh? right? right. Uh, Amy sent us this video she filmed while driving along the I-20 in South Carolina. Okay, they're always complaining about EVs catching
2: fire. That car is not an EV.
0: She said it was the third ice car fire she had seen that day. So... (laughs) Nizza, help us. And speaking of car fires, our buddy G1 shared this video from South Korea of firefighters using their uh, portable pool to douse the battery of EVs that catch on fire. They use a fiberglass airbag-like pole to lift the car, and they set up this tarp around the car. Then they build a wall around the car and fill the pool with water. This way, the firefighters were able to douse the EV fire and keep it extinguished without having to water down the smoldering EV for hours and hours. Hmm. Now, I thought you weren't supposed to put water on lithium. Well, keep in mind that lithium in lithium ion batteries is a very small proportion of the battery. True. And it's chemically bonded to other stuff. It's not just. Oh, so this just keeps everything cool. Right. And so less things will want to ignite. Here's the confusing part. There are lithium batteries, not lithium ions, that have lithium in there. You can. Don't do this. You can open (laughs) those batteries, take out lithium, throw it in water, and it will explode. Right. But don't do that. Don't do that at home. All right. It's time for supercharger reviews. And before we get to them, let's talk about beautiful ones. Alaska is now the 49th state to get a supercharger location. And I would say that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, We reported on it a few weeks ago on TTN 267 when Scott sent us photos of construction underway at Whistle Hill in Soldotna. Now, we now have a four stall that is officially open. Now, all that's left is Hawaii. Now, didn't Hawaii already have a supercharger station? Yeah, but that is private at a hotel on a semi-private island. So we're not really counting that. Okay. It has to be open to the public for us to count it. Okay. But there should be one under construction in Hawaii. Yeah. So any day, any now, day now, all 50th. 50
4: states, Yeah. boom.
0: All right. So let's see what we got for superchargers out in the world.
4: Hey, Zach and Jesse, my name is Chris Largent coming to you from Sonoma, California. This is a new installation here, uh, version two supercharger, Uh, it's in a great location about uh, two blocks from the Sonoma Square, right here in the middle of Wine Country, and uh, this is all, uh, like I said, version two, Um, and I rate this a uh, nine out of ten, because it's right here in Wine Country, and there's some great restaurants close by. So come on down to Wine Country, I'll give you a tour, and you can charge up your tesla while we're out wine tasting hey zach and jesse this is greg from pennsylvania i am near the king of prussia mall um, but not at the mall this is a new v3 supercharger about two miles away in king of prussia and um see the only things near here are really a giant um food store down that way a cvs pharmacy and there's a wendy's um up there Um, There are a few other things. There's lots of stuff in King of Prussia, but there's not, um, we're not super close to it here. It's at least a quarter mile walk really to get to anything else. So be a good stop for, you know, food shopping. Um, Otherwise I'll give it a, uh, maybe a six or seven out of 10. Hi, Art Shalek here in Malaga, New Jersey. That was what will soon be a new Tesla supercharger. Right now, you can see it's still under construction. There's a few ICE cars here, gonna to have to find a new place to park. But unfortunately, there's already been an accident with one of the chargers. This location is on Route 47 and the intersection of 47 and 40 in New Jersey. And it's about a mile from the expressway of Route 55. Along with the 24-7 restrooms that are here in the Wawa, there is uh, restaurants across the street and also um, McDonald's uh, across the street over that way. I'd give this a seven out of 10.
3: Isaac and Jesse, this is Eric here at the Siler City, North Carolina Supercharger. It's a eight stall, brand new. It's right behind a Food Lion grocery store. There's also a Pizza Hut in the parking lot. There's a CVS Walgreens close by. There's also a Burger King and KFC across the street. I would give this location a seven out of 10. Now you know.
0: Thank you so much for doing those supercharger reviews. You can head over to nowyouknowchannel.com. You can find all of those supercharger reviews on a map where they are in the world, so that way you can plan your trips. You can also upload your own videos. All right, so what do we got for new superchargers in the world? We've got the 85th supercharger in Norway. It is a 16-stall version 3 in Favang, Norway. Number 39 in New Jersey, the 8-stall version 3 in Columbia, New Jersey. We've got the 8-stall version 3 in Tustin, California. The 8-stall version 3 in Toma, Wisconsin. Number 16 in Wisconsin is the 8-stall version 3 in Menominee, Wisconsin. The 8-stall version 3 in Lake Arrowhead, California. The 12-stall version 3 in Marina, California. Number 26 in Austria is the 12-stall version 3 in Hall in Tyrol, Austria. Number 13 in South Carolina is the 8-stall version 3 in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Number 57 in Texas is the 16-stall version 3 in Dallas, Park Lane. Number 58 in New York is the 12-stall version 3 in Carl Place, New York. Number 32 in Illinois is the 12-stall version 3 in Normal at East College Avenue, Illinois. Number 75 in Florida is the 12-stall at St. Augustine on State Route 16, Florida. The first one in Alaska is the four-stall version three in Soldotna, Alaska. The 12-stall version three in Mooresville, North Carolina. Number 42 in Virginia is the eight-stall version three in Bealton, Virginia. The 20-stall version three in San Luis Obispo at Higuria Street in California. Number two in Puerto Rico is the two-stall urban in Guaynabo, Puerto Rico. Number 75 in Florida is the eight-stall version three in Davie, Florida. Number 35 in North Carolina is the 12-stall version 3 in Old Fort, North Carolina. And number 254 in California, number 1,206 in the USA, and 3,125 in the world is the 8-stall version 3 in Soledad on Front Street in California. Woo! That was a lot. That was a lot. All right, it's time for our Patreon giveaways. And if you want to get into this big barrel of fun, join us on Patreon. The more you support us, the more chances you have to win. We're giving away a $30 gift card to EcoWare. And the winner by unanimous decision is Thomas Sargent. Congratulations, Thomas. You got yourself a $30 gift card to EcoWare. Uh, and I just want to talk about, uh, first of all, you can get cool designs on EcoWare. And mm-hmm. it's getting close to the holidays. So if you're going to order something, you should probably use our code. Uh, holiday Season. Holiday Season. That gets you 15% off. We have so many cool just Christmas stuff, but also Over 100 designs that I know you guys like. So go check that out. If you haven't been there in a while, there's so much more to see. We've also got honey. We've also got mugs from our buddy Randy. So there's so many cool things. Um, But I want to go back to something we talked about earlier on the show and on PBS today, which is this tweet here. Uh, Elon tweeted out this week. We are choked with news and starved of history. It is hard to find good sources of relatively objective news and these days, any suggestions. And we feel the same on the show. And that's why we do the show every week. And that's why on our Patreon bonus stories this week, we talked about the CNN story you might have seen where a CNN reporter really made uh, Tesla look like a bunch of crap, even though when we actually saw what happened, it wasn't. It's lying. That is called lying, and you wonder why they're doing it. You say, well, you know, they're just trying to get eyeballs. Yeah, they're trying to get eyeballs to sell stuff, mm-hmm. which is corrupt. We're not corrupt on this show. We're trying to tell you what we feel is truly the news, and we are supported by you guys so that we can do our jobs every week. So thank you so much for supporting us. Look, just watching us is supporting us. So Mm -hmm. thank you for doing that. Subscribing is supporting us. Liking this video is supporting us. So do all those things. And if you feel like it, head on over to Patreon where you can support us even more and get even more value. And I think as we come into Thanksgiving, especially coming out of Uh, COVID, maybe you haven't seen your family in two years. Now would be the time to have conversations like this, to talk about stuff that's actually important because, you know, oh, how's it been? That gets kind of boring. Yeah, you know what? Go in there with like a playbook of what you're going to talk about so you don't get you know stuck in the corner talking about something you don't want to talk about. Uh, Be ready with some, some feedback here. And also head on over to our Now You Know Clips channel where you can be ready with like a playlist so that when Uncle Steve says to you like, Ah, uh, so I hear Tesla's not doing that well. You can be like, "Well, Uncle Steve, uh, actually, did you see that video about them possibly hitting eighteen hundred dollars a share?" So what are you talking about, Uncle Steve? Have you seen my portfolio? And also, how's your portfolio this doing, Steve? Might be time for you to get back at Uncle Steve for all those years where he told you that it was going to go bankrupt. And you can be like, Uncle Steve, how's how you doing with your stock portfolio these days? How's that shorting of Tesla doing? Yeah. <laughs> um anyway have a wonderful thanksgiving um we're gonna be taking it off for uh in depth this week we're giving the team a break um because they have they've been working through holidays like we're like oh it's uh you know whatever hol-. it's like oh it's veterans day we're all here working oh thanks veterans <laughs> like we're not doing what we should be doing and i just i yeah so we're giving we're giving everybody a break this week um but we really appreciate your support thank you for watching we'll see you next week now you know